Welcome to the bookcast with Brent and Brandy. I'm Brent. And I'm Brandy. So this time we're talking about uh, Bitter Seeds by Ian Trujellis, the first book of the Milkweed trilogy. So Brandy, yeah. this is your second time through and you really liked your first time through. And now I like it even more. Yeah? It you has, like it more? Absolutely. Um, so when I first read it, I read all the books back to back. And then I rated it. I gave it a four-star rating because I really reserved those five stars. <laughs> and I sat on, and I thought about that book for weeks or months. And then I went back in and changed it to a five-star rating. And it is hands down my favorite book. My favorite series. Ever? Ever. Okay. It, I feel like every part of it is handled so well and so well explained, especially with time travel. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm really curious to see how, because we actually talked about this the other night, there's a couple things that don't fit right for my brain. Yeah. And so once we get to the third book, I want to confirm that all that's handled right. Yeah. I I don't really remember. I think I do remember it being handled perfectly. I I remember it being right as well, because those always stick, I mean, like, that's Minority Report. It always comes to mind as being a great movie until you think about it, and you're like, wait a second. Yeah, the time travel. <laughs> that doesn't fucking yeah. work at all. <laughs> we then what was it? The man in the empty suit has a time travel in it, and um, I think didn't you point me to an article where it's like, no, the guy sat and he counted all the bullets to make sure that the time travel did work, but it was really convoluted and confusing. Oh, it was so hard to tell what it, was even yeah. happening. Uh, as I recall, in Bitter Seeds, you you were very well aware of what was taking place. Yeah. The, uh, the time travel, it, it works, I think there's only one, oh. We're, get, we're getting a little ahead, because Bitter Seeds does not feature any time travel. You're right. The, it only um, features the um, It is heavily hinted at. Yes. I do remember the first time I read through it, and he's, they're like, they're everywhere, the Eidolons are everywhere in time and space, and I immediately thought, oh my god, they're going to time travel. <laughs> and Brent was like, I had no idea they were going to time travel. No. Until, like, it, until it happens, I missed every little bit of foreshadowing until he gets, until the thing occurs, in case you're listening to this before you read the other books. And yeah. I was just like, okay, holy shit, here we go. Well, they did keep keep saying time and space, and if you ever watch Doctor Who, yeah, and he travels in time and space. Um, well, we haven't spoiled anything. We haven't said who travels or what, why that would happen or anything. Uh, and so. actually, we're, we're reading the second book now, and he hasn't traveled yet. Mm-mm. We just know it's we, you know it as a he that travels. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. We just talked about this. Uh, we just finished uh, Pandora's Star and Judas and Chain before this, which um, these two series have been vying for my top slot, but I read them really far apart, mm-hmm. and they're both, well, Pandora's Star and Judas and Chain are so fucking long, and then I read uh, the Milkweed trilogy so quickly that it was like hard to compare because... Um, they're very different. And when you read things really fast, I feel like you don't absorb them the way you do when you sit down and read aloud every single word. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, we talked about this last time, but now how we do this stuff is I basically read it out loud to, to Brandy and the kids, and then they hear the drone of me speaking and they fall asleep. Not me, the kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I don't know if we've talked about it on the bookcast before, but it's closely related to now we watch TV with subtitles. Um, because when our our firstborn was really small, we didn't want to listen to loud TV and wake them up because, dear God, as a parent, you don't want your kid to wake up. It's the only free time you get. Um, so we started watching TV a little bit quieter but had the subtitles on, and now they, they sleep like rocks, so you can listen to whatever you want. But we got used to being able to like read those words and really like process what was happening, and I'm getting the same effect from saying it loud. Um, I'm actually curious because... Curious how it is for you. You say you're getting more out of it because it's going slower. Um, but like when I listen to audiobooks, I miss all kinds of shit. I, I don't typically listen to audiobooks, but you reading it aloud in person is not the same as putting on some headphones. And yeah, that's and it's also in little snippets. Like when you listen to an audiobook, you might listen to it for an hour or two. And typically we're only doing this for like 30 or 45 minutes. Yeah. Also, we're reading books that I really like, so it's really <laughs> Yeah, we are reading some of the, some of the better books around. Uh, so, yeah. General consensus is that Bitter Seeds is amazing. Yeah. Um, I thought more ended in Bitter Seeds. I thought Bitter oh, Seeds stood alone. Yeah, they, it really doesn't. It doesn't at all. No. Um, I don't know why I remembered it that way. Maybe because you turn the last page of Bitter Seeds and then you open the, the first the, page the coldest of night. The Coldest War. <laughs> Coldest um, War or is it Coldest Night? Something like the, Coldest I mean, Something. I'm pretty sure it's the Coldest War. I mean, it makes sense with the Russia stuff, but um, yeah. Uh, it's, okay, so it's funny that this podcast comes next. We just talked about um, Judas Unchained and Pandora Star. It is a good book, and we railed on it <laughs> pretty much the entire podcast. And now I don't know if I have anything bad to say. No, we talked. Okay, so milkweed. we talked about the Uncanny Valley for um, for the Commonwealth series, which is that one, and how all we notice is things that are wrong with it. Like we're out of the Uncanny Valley, man. This, this is really fucking good. The writing, written. the writing is really good. Just like the general prose of, even if you're reading something that's not like action-packed warfare, like just him describing someone walking down the street is pleasant to read. Yeah, like he's very evocative, without being overly descriptive. If that makes sense, it just gives yeah. these little details that put you where it is. It's just really well done i can i can picture his home in his little garden and his... yeah and it's like it's not like he sat there and described the garden for several chapters it's just he said little things about it and you're like yeah okay yeah um there's there's certain britishisms i've had to look up but oh really can you think of any of them no i just i just stop and like click on the word in the kindle and i'm like oh that's what that means and yeah. then i continue um but that's it. Gotta, gotta they love would, having a Kindle. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would have changed my uh, reading of the book. I mean, when I originally read these, I had the super dumb original Kindle. Oh, and you couldn't even click on the words. No, I could. I could barely do anything more than just page forward and back. Okay. But I. It was like the 
it was like a $40 Kindle that I got special because we were going to the beach and I had no idea if it was going to get ruined. And man, those things are durable. Oh no, that I've still got the Kindles right over there. It's yeah. great. I'm actually sad that um, the new ones have more features because the old one I actually hacked to show uh, the book covers. Yeah. When you're reading it and like they, they lock that shit down so I can't do it anymore. Now that'd be nice because a lot of times I have a hard time remembering the titles of the books I've read, <laughs> I know, especially right? the. You don't because when you're reading a paper book, it's right there every single time you open the book. But on the yeah. Kindle, it's just like you just go. And it's it's yeah, it's not at the top. It's just nowhere. What's the last the last book club book? The Gone World. Yeah, and I just for the life of me, I can't remember that title. Well, it's it's a dumb title. It means nothing. Yeah. It should have been called The Terminus. That I might have remembered. <laughs> it even opens with The Terminus, so it's not like it's giving you... Okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, bitter Seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Read it. It's great. It, it is so good. And I think we read this for Book Club back when we read it. We did. Right? Uh, I think everybody read... All three were out. Everyone read Bitter Seeds. Um, oh, and my favorite story to tell <laughs> is um, a one member from our, our, our book club. Um, oh, so when you first start the book, you are, it immediately starts with some really intense stuff. You know, it's really descriptive with the ravens flying overhead. There's a little girl that gets a little boy murdered it's uh, pretty gruesome and descriptive and and then somebody from book club says you know they started reading the book and they're like you know it's it's pretty slow does it get better and, and really everyone's slow it's like how is this slow like I'm like you th- could you could have issues with the subject matter like yeah, but it's pretty fucking dark. It is super dark. It's I'm actually <laughs> having a hard time with some of the subject matter now since I read it. I read it on our honeymoon. Yeah, we didn't have so kids we didn't have when we kids. first read this. And now, like, there's, there's in the first book, um, his daughter dies, and it's traumatic. It's traumatic for him. It's traumatic for me. And imagining he he does a wonderful job describing the grief of a parent. Yeah. Um. And I can... And I thought they did a good job of... He, they never... They sort of get over it, but like... But they never do. No, not really. It... Their their lives are ruined. And I have never lost a child, but I can only imagine that it would be exactly like he describes. Anyway, so when this guy from book club is like, Yeah, it's, it's pretty slow. So does it, <laughs> does it pick up? And we soon discover that he had purchased a different book called Milkweed, and it was just like... It's also about... It's about World so War II. I, yeah, I'm not like a World War II buff. I think I'd get even more out of this if I was, but like a lot of these things are parallels to programs that did exist. Yeah. So it um, takes place during... During World, World War, War II. II. And like there's a ton of stuff. There's very specific cities mentioned occasionally like... I didn't know what Dunkirk was when I first read this, and now I do. And so when he's talking about all the people getting massacred at Dunkirk, and you're like, oh, that didn't happen. Holy shit. It didn't. <laughs> uh, didn't they just put out a movie called Dunkirk? Yeah. yeah. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it's this, it's this watershed moment of the war. If, like, they had failed, they would have lost. And that's what happens here. And you're like, 
if you know what Dunkirk was and then you see this, you know, this is an alternate timeline thing. Yeah. If you see this take place, you're like, well, then shit, is Britain going to lose the war? There's no way they could, they don't have an army now. And so, like, then you read the rest. Of, I don't know. It was really good at setting the stage for um, what else is going to happen. And so I wonder how much other stuff is there that I missed because I don't know dick about World War Two. Yeah. But uh, back to Chris Lauer. I guess, <laughs> yeah. we love you, Chris. We, yeah, we got a, If you ever hear this, yeah, we got a big laugh. Out so of, yeah, he he ended up reading like nonfiction. About, yeah, he read like, <laughs> and apparently the the nonfiction milkweed book is very boring. It sounds very dry. Very dry. <laughs> not not a five star book. No. Maybe no. it is if you're really into it. Definitely doesn't open with a murder. No. Perhaps a murder of crows. <laughs> Two murders. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know how long this is gonna be, but this is just fucking good. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the other two books as well. We're actually maybe like halfway through the second book. I have to check. It's on the Kindle, so unless I go look, I don't nah, specifically fine. think about it. Well, we are on chapter. No, we can't be that far. Or, or we just finished chapter four. Oh, okay. Well, um, I am thoroughly enjoying. The Coldest War. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about whether or not things hold up with um, Pandora Star and all. And, like, man, it is really enhancing my uh, enjoyment of the Milkweed trilogy. Because, like, I know little things are coming, but I, I read it so quickly and so long ago that, like, I don't really... I don't remember the specifics. I just remember the good bits. Yeah. So, like, I'm surprised and enjoy the specifics, and then I'm, like, waiting for the good bits. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait until this happens. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty great. 